Is there not an entire section on this subject? And no, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let my mind on on why it is that that I do this and and actually um, in one day yesterday's episode where I just kind of revisited my 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 goal for this podcast is probably had the most views in one day of of any video except for a couple of my music review videos has had in a while so hopefully I mean that was really helpful it it actually really was helpful for me to just stop and say. Again, what is the focus of, of doing this podcast uh, week in and week out? And it is ultimately to bring glory to God by the preaching of the gospel in regard to current events. That is my goal in, in every situation. It is to shine light upon God, Christ, and his gospel by, by infusing the gospel into the events of the day so to again it just helped me to to go am i moving off track am i swaying in any way i hope i haven't too much obviously i know that that there have been episodes that i've done that have not done and not i don't want to say done enough because i've never done enough but have not adequately um or intentionally enough had the gospel uh laid out in them uh, so yeah, because again, we can never do enough. I could, I mean, I could do, you know, it, again, it's not about doing enough. It's about doing something. I think it was, I don't know if it was, I never remember who the person who said it was, it, whether it was Spurgeon, um, Calvin, Vody Balcom, maybe it was James White. I don't know, but said, do something, do something, do something. And so it is about doing something, and it's not that we have to do everything, um, but each of us, God has given gifts. If you're a Christian, you have a gift, and it may be to evangelize, it may be hospitality, it may be you know, any number of things, you know, that we have lists upon lists of, lists of spiritual gifts, and so on, And but you've been given something, use it to the, to the advancement of the gospel of God's kingdom through the preaching of the gospel in whatever way you can. So again, thank you. I needed that just a little break. And now we can get back to doing what we do. And that's looking at the things that have gone on in the, in the news cycle of the week and analyzing and, and, and giving my opinion really ultimately that's what it's about. It's about looking at my opinion and, uh, hopefully that opinion being informed by, by the gospel, by a Christian worldview, maintaining a consistent worldview, and moving forward. So, 
starting off, uh, apparently Trump had a, a rally. <laughs> he did got together a bunch of people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and they rallied. And obviously it was not, you know, we heard about this through the week leading up to it. Over a million requests for tickets for this thing. People were losing their mind. COVID super, uh, sorry, super spreader event, uh, you know, and, and all this stuff that, I mean, people were just outside of their head. You know, first of all, it was, he needs to reschedule it from the 19th because he can't hold his rally on Juneteenth. Okay, you know, I, I go to the Juneteenth festivals and celebrations anytime they had them. The one that they always have here in Ogden, Utah, this year went virtual. It was online, most of it. They did have a, an event um, down in Salt Lake City on, um, I don't know if it was Friday night or if it was Thursday night, that they had a flag-raising ceremony and, and stuff like that in Salt Lake City, but they didn't have anything here in Ogden. But we have gone. I've, you know, I've always enjoyed it. And, you know, again, the, the culture and, and so on that is generally displayed in those uh, celebrations is right where I want to be. Good food, good music. Um, you know, don't always bang with the the messages that are being spoken. A lot of them I do because especially here, I mean, we've had Christians get up uh, from different churches in the area who have, have given good gospel-centered messages um, from the amphitheater. And then we've had, you know, some some leftist folks get up there and and literally push social Marxism and or cultural Marxism. So, you know, you get the good and the bad, but for the most part, I enjoy them, but I don't see why. I mean, you know, again, I, I still don't, I don't, maybe Trump is a racist. I don't know. I don't know enough about the guy. I mean, he's, he's an open book and there's rumors from back in the day of, you know, uh, with, with hotels or, or, apartment complexes or, or something. I've, I've heard all kinds of stories. I've never heard, you know, a truly racist thing come from the horse's mouth. Um, you know, you can maybe the whole thing about Mexico not sending us our best, sending drug dealers and rapists, but we've arrested drug dealers and rapists who are illegal who have come across the border. So is it an inaccurate statement? Is it simply a racist statement? You be the judge. But I don't know why he can't have a rally on Juneteenth. Um, I mean, you, you look at the the makeup of the people in the crowds. There are probably not a lot of people that are going to go to Juneteenth uh, celebrations anyway. So, right? Did I just call them all racist? I don't know. Um, but... So he moved it from the, the 19th to the 20th. He moved it from Friday to Saturday. Um, maybe that's why they didn't have such a big crowd because people wanted to go on Friday for more than Saturday. I don't know. But they say it was these K-pop fans and TikTok people. All right. I had TikTok on my phone for about a week. Look, I'm not entertained. But, well, actually, I probably I was. I, I wasted way too much time on TikTok. I don't know if I would call it entertainment, but literally it was the resurrection of Vine uh, extended out to a minute. And it was a bunch of people lip syncing to a bunch of stuff. 
Sorry, if I want to, if I want lip syncing, I'm gonna just sit down and watch all the movies that I know, and I'm gonna do them myself, and I'm not gonna put it on my phone. So yeah, TikTok lasted about a week for me. Um, I got to clown on result, and 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 then I I felt uh, and I and I did a tribute to uh, Mr. Solo when he died. So I felt uh, fulfilled in my time on TikTok, and now I'm, I'm done with it. But apparently there was a campaign through TikTok of people uh, calling and reserving tickets that they never intended to use. And then K-pop fans. Again, I, I still don't know what a K-pop fan or stan or, you know, the, the, the lingo that you young people use. I mean, it, it, if it's not fresh or dope or deaf, I don't know. So, but apparently this was a a, a concentrated effort to scoop up tickets that never were intended to be used and so and then there's other things that I heard people weren't allowed in and so on but obviously I mean you can see the picture unless you're listening um, but a lot of seats in this 19,000 uh, person arena were not filled um, numbers varied from 6,000 to 12,000 people that were there um, still a lot of people willing to come out and 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 watch the Donald uh, kind of make a fool of himself at different points. You know the the just the clips that I heard. Again, I, I some of his policies that he's done. I guess a lot of his policies that he he's put through, I agree with. Um, as as a right leaning conservative, but I've never liked the man personally. I mean. Not a Christian, not a good dude. You know, we made Republicans made such a big deal about Bill Clinton and his infidelity, and then we turn around and we were like, "Well, it's okay for Donald Trump because he's got the magic R behind his name." No, you know, I I didn't vote for him. I I don't know that I will vote for him again this time. Um, I definitely won't vote Biden. And now you get all the comments. But no vote for Trump is a vote for Biden. Well, then again, logically, then a no vote for Biden is a Trump for a vote for Trump. So you're welcome. Um, but yeah, so the the um, rally came and went and was not as big as they thought. There's a really uh, I, I laughed, maybe laughed too much of the video of Trump when he, the helicopter brought him back to the White House and he, he was walking across the White House lawn and kind of waving it. And it literally was like the little kid kicking rocks after he'd been rejected by the group of people to play with. Trump was not happy. Um, and you know, Steve Dace on his show really, they talked up the fact that maybe this is going to bring kind of a reset to Trump. And uh, you know he's kind of gotten a little soft. Uh, the fact that there are still people in a six-block area occupying a, a portion of one of the larger cities in this nation, and they can't decide what to call it, Chaz, Chop, whatever, the fact that that little insurgency or insurrection or whatever you want to call it has not been crushed is is a, a, a ding against Trump. I mean, he needs to get in there and he needs to put a stop to chop. Literally, Antifa needs to be, and I think I'm stealing this statement from, from Steve Dace, but so be it, uh, needs to be crushed. 
literally. I mean, these people need to be arrested, locked up, keys thrown away, and just completely put an end to the Antifa movement. Trump, you need to do that. As if Trump's going to be watching this. But but maybe in, in this situation, we'll, we'll kind of get back to the Trump that people were looking at that was had some very strong words and, and a lot of strong actions um, to otherwise it's, it's going to be president Biden and which means it's going to be president, whoever he selects as his vice presidential candidate, because um, that dude is, is not going to be mentally uh, capable of running this nation. Um, and it's, it's becoming more and more obvious and if he does even make it to the election, um, it's a short time. I, I don't know that it would come. He would make it all the way to his inauguration in January. Just it, it is worse and worse every every time I see a clip of, of Biden. Um, he seems to be the mental capacities are are weakening uh, day by day. So we'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so. Also in the news, our friend Dan Cathy. So Chick-fil-A, I mean, once the, the stalwart bastion of Christianity, the, the go-to uh, product placement in, in every one of the Kendrick Brothers movies, um, you know, uh, was there. And that was, it was our, our, our strong standard. We as Christians had something that we could rally behind, and we did, you know. Back in uh, 2012, was it? Maybe it was 11 before the election, um, when the you know the LGBT community were on their on the verge of of canc- trying wanting to cancel Chick Fil A because of statements made by them supporting traditional marriage, and Christians we we stepped up, we we gave them their biggest sales day ever. You know, I, I have pictures still because I went breakfast lunch and dinner that night stood in lines multiple times uh three times to to get food to show my support for this uh this organization and what now do they do they they drop their support of um you know some of the the christian organizations that may not have been fully christian um but and then they they turn and start giving money to LGBT uh, friendly organizations. And now this, you know, if you haven't seen it, you should go check out the video. Um, it's about an hour long. Lecrae, Louis Giglio, um, is it Giglio or Giglio? I, I don't know how the dude pronounces his name. Um, and Dan Cathy got together to have a conversation about uh, race and BLM and you know, everything in the, the current uh, cultural sphere. And in the midst of it, Dan Cathy w- talking about the different things, um, uh, got over up and said, you know, as Christians, we should find someone who needs to have their shoe shine, shoes shined, even if they're wearing sneakers. And he got up and walked over and shined Lecrae's shoes. Now, look, I... <laughs> I don't have a problem with shine in people's shoes, uh, you know, but this is, this is, I don't even know how to describe this kind of, uh, 
obsequious response to a situation. This is, again, coming back to the fact that, that white people have to repent for the things that happened 50, 60, 100, 300, 400 years ago. Now, don't hear me say that I, I don't uh, take those things seriously. Jim Crow, uh, you know, uh, segregation, all those things were horrible. Redlining, you name it, those were horrible. Those were were inconscionable actions that were taken by the American government. Slavery was a horrible blight on the history of this country and our world. And all the way back to 1619 and prior. But I didn't have anything to do with it. I, I don't have anything to do with it. I have made it very clear that I find it abominable and ugly and horrendous and pick an adjective and but I, asking me to either kneel or repent for something that I did not do is evil as well. And this is just, again, this just seems like pandering. You know, Lecrae should be offended by what Dan Cathy is doing in, in this moment simply by the fact that, that what, it, it's, so why, why is shoe shining? Because that's a historically something that black people did in the the early twentieth century, and so this is we should we should we should take some of that intimidation. Why? Why? It makes no sense. And then you got had the whole discourse between Lecrae and Louis Giglio Giglio um, about the whole slavery being and not wanting to use the word white privilege but he he talked about slavery as white blessing and i'm like what and and he and and of course if this is giglio not lecrae um but lecrae took a lot of flack for it you know and i'm not the biggest lecrae fan i think he you know to to quote shy lynn he crossed over without taking the crossover i think he sold out and you know and uh, so I'm not a huge Lecrae fan. Uh, never have been. Even before he he, he kind of blew up mainstream and started doing songs with Ty Dolla Sign and so on, um, I was never a really big fan. His music just didn't hit with me. It wasn't my style of music. So there's some some just transparency on that. But I, I was, like, disgusted. By, by Giglio saying any white blessing. So yes, slavery helped to um, not willingly, but unwillingly helped to, to build the foundations of, of this nation. And again, it is a blight. It was so bad that we went to war over it. So there's, there's no denying the horrifying, uh, occurrence and and uh i don't know what word i'm looking for i never know what word i'm looking for but the the horrible uh thing that slavery was there's no denying it it was so horrible that we went to war to put an end to it mind you christians came to put an end to it not muslims not hindus christians united 
to put an end to, to say, these people are image bearers of God. These people are not three-fifths of a person. They are full people, image bearers of God. Christian, and yes, Christians, Christians use the Bible in the South to try to justify slavery, but those who understood what the words of the book said and didn't just cotton pick, no pun intended, um, little bits and pieces to support the lifestyle that they were in. And again, I, I caught flack on this because of, of, of John Edwards, but I don't know that anybody who could conscionably support slavery can truly understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is that me saying John Edwards wasn't saved? Not necessarily, but we'll see. I hope he repented of his part that he partook in slavery. John Newton did. You know, he was a slave trader, a ship captain, and he said this is wrong and he became a pastor, wrote one of the greatest hymns that we have today, Amazing Grace. Another amazing song that I love by John Newton it was a poem by John Newton called The Look. Look it up. So, um, but yes, we went to war because it was such a horrible thing. We went to war, men died. And now, of course, other people in the government then put in, you know, horrible racist and, and segregational and... Jim Crow laws and, and so on that did not stop until the the late 60s. But, <coughs> excuse me. But like I said, at least on paper, that has been gone. Now there are still hearts of men and women who are racist. <clears throat> we pray and we share the gospel to change those hearts. But is this, <clears throat> is Dan Cathy kneeling down and shining the crazy shoes, changing the hearts of, of the, the hardened uh, racist hillbilly in Kentucky? that is headed to the clan meeting as he sees this picture. No, it's going to solidify his, his, his hatred because, you know, these black people are making white people kneel. And for the, the, you know, the ex clan, he black Hebrew Israelite, you know, militant black man who is just, all white people are bad. Is this going to change his heart? Oh, Dan Cathy kneeled down. Okay, white people are okay. No. No. This is not what is going to help. This is not what we need to do. Preaching the gospel and changing hearts. Calling that clansman to uh, repentance. Calling that black Hebrew Israelite to repentance presenting the gospel, giving truth, and praying for the Holy Spirit to take the heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. That's what we do as Christians. We don't pander. And that's, I mean, that's all I can say that this is. This is nothing more than a, a political, this is Dan Cathy wanting to, to, to boost his, his, uh, 
his standing in the eyes of some people on the left who have not liked him before, but were, will maybe, hopefully, be squishy enough to like him now. And that led to the Babylon Bee. And the Babylon Bee got hammered this week. And I loved the way that Kyle Mann and Ethan Nicole and the guys over there handled it. So, I, I guess, I'm, I'm assuming, there were a couple of uh, articles that I thought may have been what they referred to, and I, I should have pulled them up. But um, So, Babylon Bee did a couple of articles. They did one about uh, Chick-fil-A is open now on Sundays, for only but, but only for black people. And then there were one or two others that they did. And as they, they had done this, I saw a, a tweet that they put out saying, oh, we've never recanted a, um, a article before because we are satire and so on. But we realized how many people were offended by this. So we're, we're, we're pulling this article, and it was the one about the squirrels are up to something. <laughs> and, uh, and not any of these really um, controversial ones that they did. And ultimately, it, it, it come out that it was the, the, Dan, the Chick-fil-A Dan Cathy article that they did where they were literally not making fun of black people they were not satirizing black people they were satirizing dan kathy they were satirizing chick-fil-a and in the the fact that they have continuously just moved towards the left over the last eight years they have moved you know slowly but surely but they're moving left am i i'm moving my hands right um so they they have moved, and that was what the Babylon Bee was doing. But man, they got hammered, and so many people. I mean, I don't know how many people that I saw that I either follow or were retweeted by people that I follow because I I, I keep a good amount of uh, of of leftists and liberals that I follow on on Twitter just to kind of keep abreast of what they're saying, as well as the conservatives that I follow on, on Twitter and so on. And then, you know, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are sports people, you know, and, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell and, uh, and, and, you know, all the, the lesser sports stars out there, um, than the greatest Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Don't at me. (laughs) Um, but still, so, but I mean, these people were like, oh, don't go They're They're so bad. They're satire and hoax. And, and, and it's just like, understand people can, can people, where, where did our sense of humor go in this nation? I mean, I look back to people like George Carlin. I mean, George Carlin would not be able to book a, a um, any kind of comedy show nowadays. Because of, you know, just maybe he would be one that, that they might give a pass to. But, I mean, so many. Um, I mean, could Eddie, we, could Eddie Murphy do Delirious or Raw in today's society? No. I mean, the fact that he talked about gay people and stuff like that. And, you know, and uh, Aunt Bunny was, wasn't Aunt Bunny like Puerto Rican with a mustache and she was really a Bigfoot or something like that. I mean... People would be horribly offended. Eddie Murphy would be canceled. And I don't know, maybe he has. I haven't seen much from Eddie recently. Um, I mean, Eddie's now playing grandpas. <laughs> I feel old because I'm watching Eddie Murphy have to play grandpas in movies. Um, 
and so on. I'm I'm waiting for uh, Beverly Hills Cop 13 to come out. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we have lost the sense of being able to laugh at ourselves and la- and now granted there are some things that that is is a you know go a, a couple of steps too far you know but for the most part i mean i i think back to to deaf comedy jam and that would not fly today because of some of the 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 jokes that were told um so but Babylon B, their entire purpose is to be satirical, to be comical. And people just, they can't, they can't get with it, apparently. And so they have to be canceled and, and, and so on. And it, lighten up. Lighten up. I just, I can't, I can't say it any, any differently. You know, and and again, the, the the majority of the people that I follow or, or interact with and stuff like that had absolutely no problem. But it was just it was insane to watch um, people just lose their mind over this stuff. Um, and and but yet, you know, no issues with with burning down cities and and stuff like that. It just I don't know that it's. There's still those moments where I just say, stop the world, I want to get off. You know, I I really want to jump on the, the post-mill bandwagon with my with my friends, Pastor Brian and, and Pastor Dan from Refuge Church, Pastor Jeff Durbin, and, uh, you know, um, I don't know if Jeff Durbin is actually, I think he's post-mill, um, but Chuck Knox and, and Toby Sumter and Gabe Wrench and Doug Wilson, I really want to be able to, to be post-mill with them. But as I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, this is really looking like the pre-mill stuff that that uh, the Jerry Jenkins and, and Tim LaHaye were putting in the Left Behind books. Okay, I got it out there. Don't. I'm canceled now. So, I don't know. I'm praying. I'm praying and I'm praying. Uh, there's part of me that says, you know, come Lord Jesus. Please come Lord Jesus. And, and then there's a part of me that goes, I just... I, I want him to tarry a little longer, you know. I want to. I want to see, um, you know, grandkids and and stuff like that. But that's just a selfish thing. Come, Lord Jesus, because life um, on this planet has gotten insane, and we either need a rapture or a revival. Um, and personally, I'm going to go out and do my part to bring revival, and that's what we do. We preach the gospel at all times, and we use words because they're necessary. Until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.